0: Love Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Ann Ortley broadcasting from the bright red desk here on the Upper East Side of Manhattan for the week of January 6, 2019. The eclipses are here. The eclipses are here. Uh, We are in eclipse season. It started about a week and a half ago, but the first one was yesterday, and it was a partial solar eclipse, which meant the sun got a little chunk of it eaten out by the Moon passing in front of like a little cookie bite, and then there'll be another <laughs> excuse me eclipse in two weeks on the twenty first and that one is a full moon eclipse, and that brings us back to July of seventeen july twenty second of seventeen and then april twenty second of eighteen and now we have the culmination so the the weeks between the eclipses very volatile, very exciting. And also uh, pretty intense. Now, this particular eclipse has the sun and the moon besieged. And besieged is an interesting term because it means that the lights are trapped between Saturn and Pluto. And they're, in a, uh, they're trapped and they're there by the south node of loss, releasing, and letting go. Mercury is also in Capricorn. And they're also on the uh, fixed star um, Vega, And Vega is a star that is about wealth and abundance and stuff like that, but it's on the South Node in Capricorn. So we have our government shut down, which is always fun. And we have a lot of people looking at the stock market going, hey, what's going on there? What's going on there? Because of all the wild and woolly things that have been going on. So with the Sun and the Moon trapped between Saturn and Pluto, and Mercury in there too, and the South Node... It's a it's a transit of difficult news. It's an eclipse of difficult news, meaning that you're gonna maybe hear things you didn't like, because what happens is in addition to all these planets together, you know they're all in Capricorn. There's all these also these things called midpoints, where they kind of combine their energy. So the midpoint energy is all kind of combined underneath the clump of them, which is why astrologers get very excited when there's a stellium, that means a star cluster, and it means three or more planets. In this case, I've got six planets in Capricorn, right? i got the node at one end and Mercury at the other, and then I have Saturn, Sun, Moon, Pluto. Now, technically Saturn and Pluto are considered malefics. They're not always pleasant planets, and the south node is a node, a node of loss and taking away. So, earlier today, I received an email from one of my students, you know, commenting on the eclipse and mentioning that her neighbor down the road had been killed by a car last night as he was crossing It turns out as he was crossing the road to get his mail and you know and she'd had a weird feeling all day and you know he was the old guy down the right you know your neighbor you kind of wave at him and you know uh, mercury cars saturn pluto and release gone right south node so watch what you're releasing in my house (laughs) we try and do we try and work with these things prophylactically here i've got like piles of hoo-ha all over my house um because we moved a bunch of bookcases and we threw a bunch of stuff out, which is good. It's very good, but it's very dusty and it's a mess. And I kind of have like a little temperature and a little fever, which is okay. You know, I it comes and it goes. I'm kind of like, am I sick? Am I not sick? I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm throwing so much stuff away. Um, old things, you know, old papers. I'm one of those Virgos that keeps on to things for, you know, 30 or 40 years. <laughs> it's a little dusty, you know. And and just that energy of okay, you know, like what am i doing? And then and then i just want to sleep, you know? That capricorn is like let me hop in bed and go back to bed again. I don't want to get up. So you want to kind of watch where it's showing up in your chart where this this cluster of energies taking place because the chart is trying to talk to you about stuff, but it also sets the tone for the next clump of energy coming. And these planets are setting up a story, which they're going to activate uh, over the next few months as the planets go over the node, and particularly in April when Pluto gets to the south node and Saturn gets to the south node in April. And then Saturn does it two more times, once again on 4th of July, and then at the end of September, around September 28th. So what happens with eclipses is they kind of set up a little energy system in the sky and they invite us to change. And this is on the south node. So it's saying to you, what is the thing that you're afraid of? What's holding you back from moving on? What's the fear, right? And and where is it? So earlier today I was kind of working on some stuff with money and taxes and stuff like that. And I was thinking, gee, you know, I'm kind of, I kind of need to talk to somebody about this. You know, and I have a nice bookkeeper and a nice accountant, but it's more like the psychological stuff, right? And I thought, I was kind of mulling over who to call and who did I want to talk to, and it's kind of fear based. You know, of course, it's Saturn. And I thought, you know, I think I maybe need to call my old therapist and give her a call and say, it's actually good news, but I'm anxious about it can I come talk to you? Um, And so I did. It's understanding that, you know, we have this energy, you know, that's kind of swirling in our fear place. And our job is, okay, what helps that fear go away? What helps that fear go down a little? And how can we take good care of ourselves, right? So that was my solution was let me call her because I did a lot of work on my Venus-Saturn aspect, you know, which is money and Saturn, and now I'm needing to work on it again on the new level, and it's like, okay, let me go let me go check in on this and go work on it a little more, you know. And so what you want to do is you want to watch where the eclipse is calling you to pay attention and grow. Watch where the Capricorn house is in your chart, that section that has uh, 15 degrees of cap, and then around it, you know, because the, the Saturn and Pluto are going to go over those points, and then they're both going to go into the node, and the node's part of this eclipse. But that's going to be in April. And we're going to have, you know, we're, we're working on this stuff. We're kind of playing with it. Additionally, in the sky, and the reason we care about this is because Uranus is also stationing, right? So he's stopping. He's been doing something for eight years. He's been going full steam ahead. And now he's going to stop and go direct. And he's going to zip through last April and early May and then he's going to go into taurus in march where he's going to stay for eight years last time he was there was uh, 1934 which was of course the great depression for eight years um from 34 plus 8 to 42 right and that was when we spent a lot of money rebuilding the infrastructure of the united states we were in the great depression government employed a lot of people to build the infrastructure you know we're having a lot of conversations about building a wall but we're also as Saturn Uranus goes into Saturn looking and saying okay well what do we need to build what do we need to grow to make ourselves better happier healthier to do that work right so that's the next energy that starts in march and we're all going to be kind of working with it in different ways depending you are where you are but because the uranus is stationing right now He's also stationing in conjunct Venus in Scorpio. Now, Venus has been in Scorpio since September, and she's about to finish that Scorpio journey and go into Sag and kind of do new and fun stuff. So she's got this whole new uh, way of relating, right? A whole new way of connecting and relating and working with other people. And when she goes into Sag, she's really free, Because in Scorpio she's pretty intense, but right now she's in conjunct to that stationary Uranus, so there can be unexpected things that happen, such as that man that was going across the street to get his mail, and was unexpectedly Uranus struck by a car and killed, right? Um, Because it was dark. It's you know it's the woods up there, upstate New York, so the Uranus in conjunct the Venus, sudden unexpected changes around things you love or people you love. Um, I had a, you know, and of course, when Venus-Uranus goes on, a lot of times we have unexpected pet changes. Um, a few people that I know have posted around pet losses recently with Mars squaring Mercury. Mercury rules pets. And we also are having Neptune in a square to uh, Jupiter, And that's a nice square. That's a square about the dreams. And so when I was doing my webinars for the new moon and for the new year, a lot of it is the theme of climb every mountain. If you remember from the sound of music, when the nun sings to Maria and says, these walls were not meant to hold you back, to keep you from living your life. Go out there, follow your dream, and then, at the end of the movie, when they're climbing over the mountain and they're singing their song as they're leaving the Nazis behind and escaping as immigrants to America uh coming here, you know ultimately landing in the United States up in I think Vermont, either Vermont or New Hampshire, one of those tall, skinny states, and the story you know that energy, so we're really being asked what our dreams are that we are working on, and then we have to look and say, okay, that's your dream. What's holding you back? What's making you a little afraid? And I know this morning when I was working with my anxiety, I thought, God, who do I talk to about this? And then it was kind of like, you know, call Marsha. Call your old therapist. Give her a call and say, it's a good problem, but it's a problem. (laughs) So it might be a good problem. It might be a little too much of something, it might be a little bit hard to let it go. It might be coming from a place where if I do this, what do I do? The other thing that's interesting, I don't know if you guys have seen Marwen, but there's a movie out with Steve Carroll where he gets beaten up and then he's doing rehab and stuff. So he makes this little imaginary world to help him heal. And Saturn and Pluto are also, even though they're besieging the sun and the moon, they're on each side of the sun and the moon. So they're kind of acting like structures. They're acting like rigging, they're acting like crutches. They're acting like support systems for the Sun and the moon. And if you come back from rehab, you know that you have to you know you have to retrain yourself, you have to learn to work, you have to learn to do stuff and get yourself back in shape, right? So as the Saturn and Pluto kind of hang out with the Sun and the Moon, it's really about putting the strictures and the structures in place that support you and that help you move forward. So it's an interesting week because we have the eclipse. We had that last night. But we're in eclipse season, and you know what that means. The two weeks before, the two weeks in the middle, and then the two weeks after, all sorts of stuff can happen. And because Mercury and the south node are hanging out with Saturn and Pluto and the sun and the moon, there can feel like there's a lot of loss going on or a lot of leaving energy. And there is. And so your job is to know that everything ends. And when things end, new things begin. And also because it's Saturn-Pluto, it can be a little fear-based. Like, well, what happens if they leave? You know, you know, when Maria took off for the convent, I have a great appreciation for that. <laughs> and uh, the nun's like, hey, you're not supposed to hide behind the walls. And then they took off for America, or they didn't even know where they were going. They were just leaving, it's understanding that the structure that wants us to shift and do something new is really inviting us in. So the week ahead is pretty pretty potent because we have this eclipse energy of release, 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 and let go. We have Venus entering a new sign. She's entering uh, into Sagittarius on January 7th where she's going to spend a chunk of time. And then we also have Uranus stationing to go direct on January 6th, today, this afternoon. And we also have the sun hitting Pluto. We have Mercury hitting Saturn, which makes us think. Sun hitting Pluto makes us understand our power dynamics. And that's a lot of stuff for a week. Plus, don't forget our lovely little eclipses, which just make everybody a little bit wild. Now, interestingly, the eclipses are up in the Arctic, okay, on western Um, eastern China, eastern Russia, western Alaska, and that whole section up there, that's where they're visible. They're way up at the Arctic Ocean. So we're going to watch for stuff happening in the Arctic because that's where the eclipses are visible because whatever path they're on, that's where we really see them show up. And, of course, because Mercury is out of bounds, expect the news to be a little bigger. Mercury is square to Mars in the sky, And so he wants to have this conversation with Mars. And Mars is kind of like, why would I want to talk to you about that? And Mercury and Mars are going to have like a little fight on January 8th. And then Mercury gets to Saturn on January 13th. So there's kind of this, you know, I always think of this as a little sibling story. Like, okay, I'm going to go tell mom. No, I'm going to tell mom. You know, Mercury square Mars. You're fighting with your sibling and then you're going to go report it to the authority. Mercury to Saturn, and so it's our job to kind of go, okay, you know, how is that playing out in my life, and what actually is happening? Then the other piece is with the Neptune, the Neptune Jupiter square, dream the dream, focus on the dream, sing as you climb the mountain. Sagittarius is a mountain climb. Capricorn is goats. It's mountain tops. It's rocks. It's a really, really structural time it also may be you find the structure shifting and changing i know in my house we took a bunch of bookcases out we moved bookcases around aside from a heck of a lot of dust because there's dust on those books man some of them haven't moved in a long time the house feels very different it feels like there's like an open area kind of a flow to it still got a bunch of crap but we're moving it out it's going off to goodwill it's got it's everybody's going into their proper piles um And so that forward motion energy is taking place. This week, the moons are very nice for our back-to-work energy. Uh, So let's talk about what those moons do for us. So today, the moon is in Capricorn, and it's got a nice closing aspect tonight at 120 of the sextile to Venus. So today, things work out well. And, of course, Uranus stationed direct today at 329, but we feel it for five days on either side. Five days backwards, five days forwards, and, of course, Uranus rules airplanes. So one of the things we're hearing is with the government shutdown, the TSA employees are starting to call in sick. So if you're flying this week, expect extra delays um, with that Uranus shifting. Venus goes into Sagittarius bright and early on the 7th, and she's going to be in Sag through the 3rd uh third the third of February. So Sagittarius gives her an overdoing energy. She's having a good time. She's spending money. She's singing. She's dancing. She's laughing, right? So that's a helpful energy. That happens on Monday. And then the moon is goes into Aquarius on Monday. And it's an Aquarius Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, going void at eleven fifty three A. M. Again, these are East Coast times, with a moon sextile Uranus. Aquarius, moon, sextile Uranus and Aries. Very exciting, and of course, Uranus is now starting to move forward, so this is a real forward motion. You're going to feel like everything goes lickety-cut, super fast, zoom, zoom, zoom between now and April when all the planets station, okay? Just know we got a lot of forward motion, a lot of go, 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 a lot of rah, 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 a lot of head out into the world, okay? Okay. Then the moon is void on, Friday, on Wednesday. Again, these are all East Coast times from 11.53 in the morning until 2.44 p.m. when it goes into Pisces. And then it's in Pisces on the 9th, the afternoon of the 9th and the evening. That's Wednesday. It's in Pisces on Thursday. It's in Pisces on Friday until 9.25 a.m. And it goes void with a sextile to the sun. So think about that, Pisces, moon, Capricorn, sun, all real good for growing things the moon is void all day friday the 11th and uh from 9:25 on and then at it goes into aries at 3:18 in the morning on saturday morning it's in aries on saturday on sunday the 13th and it goes void at 10:56 a.m. with a conjunction to uranus on monday the 14th so again, very positive energy uh, because Moon in Aries takes action, go go go, rah rah rah, go get it, go get it, and it goes uh, void with a nice closing aspect of a conjunction to Aries, kind of kick or Uranus rather, kind of kicking the fire energy up. So we have uh, right now Pisces. And then we have air, Aquarian, working for groups, working for the greater vision where we're headed. We have Pisces, which is the deep emotional energy. We have a little bit of a void moon on Wednesday afternoon uh, between 11.53 and 2.44. And then we have a void moon all Friday, 9.25 a.m. on. But the rest of the week, all positive forward motion, full steam ahead energy. And as Uranus stations to change direction, we're going to really feel it. We also have, on the 13th, we have uh, Jupiter square Neptune, which is approaching. We're feeling that energy, but it perfects on the 13th. And that's a lot about what your dream is. And I really do want you spending time with your dream. One of the things that happens, uh, you know, as we get a little older, uh, we we somehow forget. We forget the dream. And uh, I went to see Mary Poppins. You know, I was on vacation this week, so I, I made it made it be like, okay, Anne, what are you doing? Vacation fun to, you know, because I, I take vacation and I work, but I just don't see clients. Um, I went to see Mary Poppins, and there was a line in the movie. Well, they forgot to be a child. You've forgotten to be a child. And I want you to think about the joy. I want you to think back to when you were joyful. And of course, the, the Jupiter is twelve, and the Mercury is fourteen. And maybe even a little younger, you know. Um, but what used to give you joy? And kind of to tune into that, to connect to that, to hang out with that, to give, it, to give it some push, to give it some thrust, to give yourself some energy in that space. Because that square to Neptune really wants us to work with it. And as it's forming over this week, we may find that some of the stuff that we thought was really important is leaving, right, something we started nine years ago, we're kind of like, well, that's not really working for me anymore, but I'd kind of like to, well, I don't know that I'm ready to let it go. We're going to have three squares of Jupiter with Neptune this year. So it invites you to reignite your dream, to give it to yourself in a new way. We also have uh, the, a lot of activity on Thursday. Thursday is a really super busy day. And then um, next Sunday, the 13th, super busy. That's a lot of Aries. We also have Mercury-Saturn conjunct that day. So it's a day of making commitments. Mercury's in Capricorn, and he has a practical mind and practical commitments is how he likes to work. So we want to watch for that practical commitment energy. And the Sun joins Pluto bright and early on the 11th, which is a lot about us working in transformation and really honoring where where that transformation energy comes from. Okay, let's talk about the planets this week. Uh, The sun is running from 16 cap to 22 cap. As I mentioned before, he has that sun-Pluto conjunction on the 11th. This happens every year, but it's kind of a recommitment to stuff. And he also is running parallel to Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter. Uh, And that's going to be the 6th through the 12th. So we're going to really feel this, this energy of this eclipse very intensely this week as the sun goes through and kind of, by declination, comes to Saturn, comes to Pluto, comes to Jupiter, push, 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 pushing us to give birth, to release our fears, to give ourselves a new perspective. Then the sun trines, Juno. Uh, which is all about partners and creating in a new way, and then on the thirteenth, it has a square to Eris, the goddess of discord and dismay. <laughs> of course, the Sun in Capricorn squaring Eris often kicks us into a little bit of an argument energy with people, but that's okay. It's part of our part of our journey and our path. Mercury this week. Uh, And just remember, Ares always wants to try and make it better, but she usually does it by being disagreeable. So if you find somebody disagreeing with you, just kind of go, okay, you know, you're disagreeing with me. You know, you don't have to roll your eyes in front of them. You can turn your head and roll your eyes, but it's a little bit of an eye roll, okay? And that's the 13th, the 12th and 13th, because people are going to be a little dramatic. And especially because the sun is on the world point, People can be really dramatic in public (laughs) Um, because he's a 22 cap. Um, Mercury is a 2 cap, and it's going to 14. So he's going pretty quick. He's going 2 degrees a day. He's fast. He's talking. He's moving. He's quick. He's square to Mars, uh, which is that little contentious energy, a little bit of an argument perhaps on the 8th. And then he joins with Saturn on the 13th, and he makes a commitment, or he moves forward, or he says, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then he has a sextile to Neptune on the 14th and an inconjunct to and a semi-sextile, which feels like an inconjunct to Jupiter. So Mercury is working with that Neptune-Jupiter square. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen the Nanny McPhee movies, but they're very cute. And it's Emma Thompson, and she does this Nanny McPhee thing where she comes in and she stamps her cane and she makes you have what you asked for. So and then you realize, oh, maybe I don't really want that. That's maybe not a good thing to have asked for and then she stamps her cane and she brings in the better thing, you know? So with the Mercury aspecting the Neptune, Jupiter, it's really a week for you to be conscious and be careful of what you ask for. And you just think about, well, what actually am I asking for here? And, you know, what is that about? And why? And what do I do with it? And so giving that permission to really bloom, right? Now, that's okay, you know, but Mercury with Neptune, we kind of sometimes, especially right after it runs into Saturn, it goes, ugh, and then it goes, all right, all right, you know. So it's it's the dream, but it also is, what is what is the dream now? Do you know? Where are you going? What's your vision? And, and that may be the hard part. That may be the, okay, now what? Now what do I do? If you're at certain points in your, or other times it's like, okay, now what? You know, depending on how that now what goes, it's <laughs> a so now what week. Venus this week, Sag, uh, she goes into Sag on the 7th. As I mentioned, she's there through February. But the nice part is she's leaving that friggin' old Scorpio behind that she's been in since September 9th. So we're going to find Venus is suddenly in a really good mood. She's a happy girl. She's kind of content. There's a lot of forward motion with her. And she has a quintile to Uranus, so she's really creative on the 11th. Watch for really good creative ideas to come in then. She also is working on her power dynamics on the 13th and trying to figure out what's going on. And she's cleaning up her home and house on the 14th. So she's a happy camper. Mars, this week is basically early, early Aries. He gets as far as nine Aries. So he's setting off your stuff and between three and nine. And he is going to be working with partnerships and kind of redefining how you want to work with them because he has a contraparallel to partners on the seventh. And he's kind of feeling like, well, do I want to partner with you? You kind of make me feel bad. Um, that's on the ninth. And there may be a little bit of a temper tantrum on the 9th. So kind of watch the 9th for interesting, that's one going to make an interesting news day. And then there's a semi-square from Mars to Juno, <clears throat> encouraging some kind of stress, but an opportunity to take action around partnerships and how you want to partner. Jupiter this week, as I mentioned already, has the square to Neptune, so we're going to be feeling that build all week. It perfects on the 13th. Now, sometimes, because Neptune is in Pisces, it can feel like you're very spacey or you don't really know where things are or you're working on dreams that seem a little out of reach. And that's okay. Do not let anybody rain their parade on your dreams. Um, Turn on Barber Size and don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade and sing it and march around your apartment. You can tell I've been having musical theme week because in addition to being off, I've been playing music really loud in my apartment. Jupiter also is in a semi-sextile, a sesquiquadrate rather, to Uranus, which is unexpected news or unexpected change on or around the 9th in terms of a shift. And then Jupiter parallels Pluto on the 14th, which kicks us back into the two of them working together. Jupiter and Pluto like each other for the most part. Jupiter rescued Pluto when his father had eaten him and Jupiter punched Saturn in the stomach, and Pluto got vomited out, right? So they basically like each other, even if they don't hang out much. So there's an energy of creative around them. And then, of course, the Uranus stationing direct, bringing up stuff from April, bringing up stuff from May, last pass. Once he goes direct, it is full steam ahead into Taurus. He is not stopping and saying, He's not stopping to collect 200 bucks, you know, as he goes through the Monopoly wheel. He is just on fire. Again, with Uranus stations, we watch for fires. A lot of times, fire can happen inadvertently, or kind of out of control, or not in anticipated. So I walked in my kitchen, and there was a wooden thing sitting on top of my stove, which there's a pilot light under. And I went, "Ooh, that's not good." Not that anything caught on fire, but do be aware of fire energy. With the Uranus in in a high-fire sign stationing and going direct, this can also cause some problems with electrical issues or planes. Um, And, of course, that's the TSA people. I'll be interested to see how that resolves. Also, with Uranus going direct, we can expect some change in the uh, negotiations uh, around turning the the federal government back on. But that's not until... uh, It's not really moving. It's going to shift a little, but not moving fast. We also have Pluto in the semi-sextile to Vesta inviting us to go forward. And we have, last but not least, Eris stationing direct on January 10th at 22 Aries. So she's stationing direct on the same day she has that big old fight with the sun. So we want to watch the 22nd because that's kind of a harbiner of what's going to come as Eris and Pluto have their showdown over this year, next year. And uh, so you want to kind of pay attention to that. That also generally tends to be, you know, one of those big shootings. And that's going to be around 3.30 on January 10th, East Coast time. Adjust for your time zone. Um, I always hate to predict those shootings, but, you know, people go, wow, you were accurate. I'm like, well, you know, it's it's a nasty planet stopping, man, somebody's mad. So I uh, hope you all have a great week. We have the webinar up for um, the year ahead, 2019. If you didn't get it, it's available for sale on my site. We also have the eclipse, the new moon eclipse energy, how to use it productively in your chart. Also, still a couple spots left for Tuscany in May, and uh, May 9th to the 15th available on my website. I did apply for my passport. <laughs> Hope I get it. I'm sure I'll get it. Um, and we also have some other stuff up there that's kind of interesting and exciting. So take a, check the website out. Sign up for stuff. And I also did this. Kind of interesting panel, which I posted on my Facebook, but if you go to YouTube under New Realities, Alan Steinfeld, I think his name is, um, he posted it on YouTube.com, New Realities, R E A L I T I E S. I was on a panel with four other astrologers, and we talked about the year ahead. There was a bunch of UFO stuff. Which I didn't really get into. Um, but the astrology was good and the UFO stuff was interesting. I'm not really a UFO girl. But so, you know, when you get to the back half of the second uh, you know, the second part, that's where all the UFO stuff. So you can skip that. Unless you're interested in UFOs and then you can listen. They're predicting UFOs are coming in this year. I'm not, but they are. So anyway, have a great week, wish you all a wonderful time and happy New Year. Happy two oh one nine. We're rocking and we're rolling and we're moving along. Take care. Bye-bye.